Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, a recent report from Indeed Hiring Lab ranked Ireland as the fifth most popular destination in Europe for international workers. Jack Kennedy, an economist with Indeed, joins us now to explain why. Jack, we will be discussing the findings of Indeed's Hiring Lab's Brain Gain or Drain report. But first, I'd like to gain an insight into your own background. Yeah, so I I joined Indeed right at the start of the pandemic, actually, in in 2020. So I've just been with Indeed for just over two years as part of the Hiring Lab team. So my role really is to to look at the labour market trends, um, both in the UK and Ireland, drawing on both Indeed's own proprietary data as well as publicly available data. So my, my background is as, as an economist. I spent um, about a decade working on the, the global purchasing managers indexes before working in the in the banking sector for um, for about three years. So I've got a background in, in, in macroeconomics and, and labour market analysis, which feeds into a lot of my work at Indeed. And as an economist, I'd like to get your assessment of the current economic climate and what might lie ahead, as there seems to be a great deal of uncertainty at this present time. Yeah, that's right. So at, at the moment, we're really seeing across many countries, really, um, intensifying economic headwinds linked to the rising cost of living. Clearly, that's, that's a, an issue facing a lot of economies at the moment, and it, it is certainly the main cloud on the horizon, really. Central banks face quite a difficult task, really, to try and, and tame inflation um, without um, derailing economic growth. Certainly, that's that's the case now for Ireland. We've got high inflation already, well above 7%, and expected to, to peak um, even higher over the coming months. So really, the, the key question is the extent to which um, that really slows consumer spending, and clearly a, a key driver of economic growth, and also that uncertainty potentially weighing on business investment. So really, I think in the Irish context, the latest projections from, from Esri do really expect a fairly um, brisk pace of economic growth to, to be maintained. But certainly those headwinds are growing um, and, and, and growth forecasts for, for 2023 and beyond um, have been revised down somewhat. Indeed, Hiring Labs recently published a report entitled Brain Gain or Brain Drain? How shifts in international job search are accelerating global competition for talent. What was the rationale for this research and what data was collated and analysed? Yeah, so um, this is really a, a comprehensive um, piece of work um, analysing uh, nearly one billion data points, actually, um, drawn from, from Indeed's uh, global job posting websites, um, more than 800 million cross-border job searches and over 100 million um, job postings. So really the aim of this research was to look at how international mobility and an interest in in cross-border job search had been um, evolving really, particularly um, since the start of the pandemic. So we found um, that international job search interest in uh, in cross-border um, search has been picking up. It was it was knocked um, clearly quite considerably um, during the pandemic, but it has been rebounding. Um, so that's really a sign that um, workers are um, once again interested in um, in searching internationally as, um, as as economies open up and international travel restrictions have been eased. Um, so it was it was really interesting to find 
Um, but Ireland's actually one of only five European countries um, set to experience brain gain rather than brain drain. Uh, most of the European countries we saw um, are seeing more job seekers looking outside of, of their um, domestic economies, but Ireland's actually seeing a net increase with more foreign job seekers looking to come and work in Ireland um, and people looking uh, for jobs abroad. And in relation to international job seekers in Europe coming to Ireland, are we back at pre-COVID levels at this stage? Not back to pre-COVID levels yet, but it, it has been recovering. Um, and really, I think um, the, the, the key takeaway um, is that, that positive net interest score. So really, that's, that's a, a good sign for um, Irish employers' perspective because it shows that international job seekers are interested in, in coming to, um, to help fill some of the staffing gaps that, uh, that businesses have been um, looking to fill. We've seen um, really that uh, businesses are already taking a lot of steps to hire foreign workers. Um, they've been um, posting jobs abroad, hiring recruiters with foreign language skills and also writing job descriptions in multiple languages. So it's, it's really a um, it shows that Ireland's an attractive destination for internationally mobile, particularly highly skilled people whose experience is in high demand. And a lot of the, the interest is being um, channeled towards hard-to-fill jobs um, that have been attracting the highest um, share of interest from job, uh, foreign job seekers, particularly in the technology sector, um, jobs like software development, IT, but also things like management and accounting. So the report indicates that Ireland ranks as the fifth most popular destination for European workers. So what factors have contributed to this ranking? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, behind only Switzerland and Luxembourg, which are really kind of special cases, um, you know, small, um, very open economies, um, Germany and also the UK um, were also uh, positive um, net interest countries. Um, I think one thing that helps explain uh, these trends is that um, Ireland, as well as those other countries, are relatively high-income countries. We do see quite a strong correlation between wealthier countries and um, positive net interest in, in cross-border job search. Um, Ireland also has um, a relatively high share of remote, um, high-paying and hard-to-fill jobs. Uh, the research found that those are the jobs that do tend to see the highest overseas interest um, really um, right across Europe, and, and Ireland um, scored pretty well on um, on those metrics. In addition to that, Ireland has had um, a relatively strong uh, job postings recovery. Um, job postings on Indeed in Ireland remain more than 50% above pre-pandemic levels. Um, so more job opportunities within Ireland means that domestic candidates have more opportunities and, and, and more likely to stay. They're, they're less likely to um, feel kind of pressure to, uh, to kind of seek um, job opportunities abroad when, um, when the domestic labour market is strong. And of course, it was recently reported that Ireland now tops the table, along with notoriously pricey Denmark as the most expensive country in the EU for everyday expenses. This doesn't seem to be impacting those number of international workers coming into Ireland. Yeah, that's, that's very true. You know, I think uh, it's clear that Ireland... Um, it's, it's a relatively high-cost country, but really, I think that's that's partly a reflection of, of the success of the of the labour market. Um, it's, it's certainly uh, true that um, that doesn't seem to be deterring foreign job seekers from continuing to search for, for jobs in Ireland. Um, I think probably the fact that a lot of that interest is predominantly 
at the higher paid, um, higher skilled end of the labour market. Um, it's probably one factor behind that. Those those are the types of candidates that are perhaps uh, better able to, to bear those costs when they when they are sort of making uh, international jobs moves. But certainly, um, it's it's a challenge. Um, but it's one really that um, a number of of other countries face as well. And Jack, from your insight into the market, what does Ireland need to do to become the most popular destination for European workers? I think, really, um, I think Switzerland and, and Luxembourg were, were, were fairly far ahead um, of, of other countries. But that's, as I said, probably a reflection of the fact that they're almost special cases. Um, but I think certainly um, Ireland continuing to sort of consolidate its strengths um, in sectors like um, technology, um, pharmaceuticals and other um, high, high skilled, higher paid um, occupations that have been performing strongly and creating a lot of job opportunities, um, continuing to really build on um, on those strengths and, and, and try and attract um, even more highly skilled job seekers from, from the rest of the world um, can really help Ireland perhaps um, edge a little bit further up those rankings. Have you any concern about the housing crisis going to negatively impact our ability to stay very competitive in attracting foreign workers into Ireland over the coming years? I mean, it could be one factor that starts to weigh on um, on that performance. Um, but as I said, it's it's not an Ireland-only issue. It's it's really an issue um, that a number of um, attractive locations around the world do face um, high housing costs, but. Clearly, um, it is it is a considerable hurdle um, in Ireland. So I think uh, policymakers will be trying to to look at that and, and address the issue to to try and uh, to boost affordability to some extent. But it, it could be uh, one headwind that that, that weighs on um, that international interest going forward. And of course, you have great insight into the emerging trends in the recruitment space right across Europe. So in terms of Irish companies that are finding it hard to recruit today, what advice have you got for them in terms of tapping into that European pool to attract European workers into work for them? I think um, what we're seeing really at the moment, a lot of candidates um, right across Europe are interested in um, more flexibility. A lot of people have been reassessing um, working lives over over the pandemic period and we're seeing um, salaries remain um, a key consideration certainly top of mind for job seekers but flexibility is also right up there particularly around remote work we're seeing that interest um, in remote work on indeed um, continues to rise to, to new highs and hitting new records even as economies have fully reopened so I think any employers um, able to offer greater flexibility, um, particularly around remote working, um, are going to be extending themselves in good stead vis-a-vis um, -vis their competition. I think a lot of organisations are still trying to work out exactly um, how that picture looks longer term, um, how to manage um, remote and, and hybrid workforces. But certainly from the, from the candidate's perspective, that interest um, continues to, uh, to push on to, to new records. So certainly one um, avenue that, uh, that employers um, looking to gain a march on, on competitors um, that can offer that flexibility to candidates um, is certainly one thing that they can do to, to make themselves attractive. 
And of course, from a very practical perspective, they can market those roles on international job sites. They can write job specs in foreign languages. They can hire multilingual recruiters and they can engage overseas recruitment agencies to hire for them. But apart from those four, what else can they do to market those roles? I think they can can work with um, government agencies and um, and look to uh, to best publicise opportunities um, within Ireland. Um, I think trying to to think very strategically um, about how to uh, to really raise um, awareness of, of, of the opportunities that are on offer in Ireland and how to um, offer information and support for people looking to relocate. Um, I think. All of those uh, things are things that Irish employers can, can look to, to tap into. And on the flip side, Jack, do we know how many Irish people are availing of employment opportunities in Europe? So we don't have um, exact stats on that from the, from the research. Uh, we know that um, Irish job seekers are also interested in jobs elsewhere in Europe. We know um, the countries that, that job seekers are predominantly looking at. So we see that. Um, around 43% um, of uh, Irish cross-border searches are towards the UK. Um, the US is, is in second place um, with, with 23%. Um, most of the, the most popular countries where Irish job seekers are looking abroad are, are Anglophone um, countries in the, in the Anglosphere, um, Canada, Australia, um, also popular, but also other European labour markets like France, um, Germany, uh, Spain, Italy and Poland are, um, are also countries where Irish job seekers are uh, looking to go based on their, on their search activity um, on Indeed. So it's certainly not um, a one-way street. We are, we are seeing net, net uh, positive interest in the Irish labour market with more foreign job seekers looking to come into Ireland. But at the same time, um, those searches um, from Ireland uh, have been rebounding from, from pandemic lows. Um, they're not back. Um, quite to, to where they were before the pandemic, but it's, but it's certainly a trend that's been picking up. And from your own research, Jack, did you identify any challenges associated with employing international workers here in Ireland? Uh, we didn't look into that question um, specifically within the research, but we know um, that there are, uh, there are certain challenges, uh, particularly um, around... Uh, around things like speeding up the, the process of issuing visas or permits. We know um, about 35% uh, of, the, of the businesses that we surveyed um, cited that as, as one factor. Uh, another 34% um, said that the government uh, should, should reduce the cost of securing visas or permits. And, and 33% of businesses that we surveyed um, said we need to uh, reduce immigration requirements for workers. So there are, there are some hurdles to be overcome. And of course, one of the benefits of EU membership is free movement of labour. So talk us through the process. If, for instance, there's an overseas worker coming in from another part of Europe and they want to work here in Ireland, what's involved? So, yeah, certainly they, they, they can benefit from that free movement um, of labour. So in the, in the first instance, um, it would be uh, looking to, to see what opportunities are available. So um, we, we see a lot of uh, that cross-border interest on Indeed, looking at, um, at, at the jobs that are, that are available and the roles, um, then it would be a case of uh, making um, that 
connection with the company once a job offer has been made um, and uh, the, the company can offer uh, practical um, advice and, and assistance for people looking to make those um, those those job moves. So really, that would be um, a lot of the process that we that we tend to see from from uh, companies looking to bring in people from abroad. And finally, Jack, based on the findings of the report and the current economic trends, what is the outlook for the mobility of international workers over the coming years? I mean, it's been it's been certainly picking up, but it's not back to uh, where it was pre-pandemic. So we would expect, um, really, with uh, the opening up of economies, um, that trend to really continue. Um, clearly, one question mark is around um, how the economy performs um, over over the coming quarters and years. But um, most forecasters do expect um, Irish growth to remain. Uh, relatively solid. Um, so we could see that uh, an economic downturn um, across the broader European economy could put a bit of a dent in, in, in some of that um, mobility, but we do expect to see um, that rising trend of, of mobility picking up um, further and, and sort of getting back uh, towards those pre-pandemic levels, barring um, any major setbacks in the, uh, in the economic outlook. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Jack Kennedy from Indeed Hiring Lab. And I'd like to thank Jack for sharing these interesting insights with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.